And we are live for another episode of the Freedom Series live stream today. I'm blessed to be joined none other, other than Maybelline McLeod. How are you doing today, darling? I'm excited. Excited, <laughs> maybe a little bit nervous. A little bit nervous, yes, but you have me. You have, <laughs> I have you. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. Today I wanna to share, um, you've been instrumental with both uh, your assistance within the Game Changers and the amazing outsourced team we have here, team of VAs, virtual assistants from the Philippines, um, but also more recently in your role within Alchemy Outsourcing, which is around like what are the chief chief recruitment extraordinaire. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually wearing many different hats under Alchemy Outsourcing, so yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Uh, so if you're tuning in live from any of the platforms out there in the interwebs today, welcome. Uh, if it's your first live stream show, welcome. I trust you need a huge value. If you've been watching us for the past uh, couple of weeks, no doubt you've had and seen some amazing interviews so far. And this will be uh, even better than those prior because what I want to dive into is, uh, I guess, how we can better utilize the assistance of uh, virtual assistants to be able to help us as business owners to grow. You know, a lot of business owners get way too busy wearing all the hats uh, and doing a lot of tasks that aren't necessarily in their best skill set or aren't the most profitable for them to do because they kind of have this belief that uh, if, if I spend time, I save money. Yet it's a little bit of a poverty mentality, spending time to save money, where we should be looking to spend money to save time, provided that the money that we're spending saves us time that we can invest into higher growth uh, areas. Now, that being said, my team are uh, trawling the different platforms online, here to, here to sort of feed your questions through to us at any point in time. So if you have questions for me or Maybelline, please jump in the chat, let us know. Also show a bit of love and hit the like or love button to let us know that you're here and that you're watching the series as well. So May, like, tell us how long have you been a VA for or a virtual assistant? Well, I was um, embraced by you and November of 2018, so it's almost two years or 18 months. Yeah. And yeah. And so prior to that, you worked uh, for Walmart Canada. I think yeah. you were the manager <laughs> there overseeing a team of like 200 VAs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So I was actually, all my life, I was a leader, you know, so I haven't, <laughs> I, I have 14 years of experience in the corporate world. Um, I did handle G Money Bank, and then the last um, five years I was in Walmart Canada, you know, handling hundreds of people, managing different departments, managing different kinds of roles. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing that um, I was able to find my fulfillment in that respect and was able to achieve a lot of, you know, successes every stage of my career in the corporate world. And now, I am into the same journey with the Game Changers and, and now with Alchemy Outsourcing, you know, trying to just um, do the same thing and be successful at anything that I do so that I feel fulfilled. Yeah, yeah, outstanding. And I think there's a beautiful opportunity right now because, you know, over the recent months, most businesses were forced to go online or to go work from home, which was for many years not an opportunity for most businesses. You know, most businesses... Most corporations had employees working from a singular office or from a, you know, a building of some sort. Um, and staff, I know Tim Ferriss spoke about in his four hour work week, 
you know, how mm. you could use certain scripts to negotiate with your boss to work from home. Yet most people were still showing that they had to turn up. Yet through the last recent months, you know, many people have had to continue working, but have been forced to work from home to the point now that many business owners are, are making new decisions around whether or not there's an opportunity to allow their staff to work from home because in many cases they found that they're potentially more profitable um, and they're more productive as well. So tell me, like, what do you think is some advantages around um, utilising, you know, virtual workforces? Well, there are a lot of things that you can consider when you're uh, wanting to employ, like, virtual workforce, you know, like, benefits, like, you don't even have to worry about their their laptop or their, their computer, their headset. Um, you don't have to worry about benefits like health card or... Um, any bonuses or anything like that because virtual assistants actually create their own incentives and benefits and they're just at home and um, there are a lot of um, you know when you're in a corporate setup an office space setup there are a lot of distractions there you're going to have to deal with politics you're going to have to deal with a lot of people bothering you unnecessary meetings and Similar to when Anna, your director, was interviewing me, I told her that if I'm like productive 100%, even with all these distractions at work, how much more can I be productive at home doing amazing things for my clients when I don't even have to worry about whether or not my children came home safely from school or if they did their homework right and all that. So it's amazing. So the higher um, the productivity will be higher. And at the same time, you know, the clients would enjoy the, the skills and talents that these individuals like myself will be able to bring to the table because we've worked with huge corporations who have set our minds up in terms of systemizing businesses. We know how it looks like, what, what done looks like. And, yeah. uh, Fashion listen too is there. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point you raise. And I guess like, you know, we've been outsourcing um, work for a long time now. And I remember back when we first started, maybe seven or eight years ago, um, the talent pool was not what it is today. You know, there has yeah. been leaps and bounds in terms of, and the interwebs have certainly helped with that, but the skill set of virtual assistants and what I'm constantly astounded by is the level of skills, number one, that Filipino staff have, and not just Filipino, but all outsourced teams for that matter. Number yeah. two, like I find that typically speaking, and this is no disrespect to Westerners, in my opinion, their worth ethic is better than, than Westerners in most, in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases, their worth ethic is there. And uh, from a cultural perspective, they're just lovely people that want to do anything to help you out. Now, that being said, though, there's a lot of challenges we faced when we first started getting on board VAs because you can't necessarily treat them the same way as what you could Western staff. Like, it mm -hmm. took me a long time to realise, but what I found is Western staff can be more driven by KPIs and financial remunerations and things like that. Now, it's not to say that virtual teams can't be driven by those things as well, but in my experience, I found that if you spend the time to care about your virtual team member's family, their, their home environment, their upbringing, their children, things like that, they're more inclined, like, you don't have to ask me KPIs. They're driven to hit KPIs because they want to make you happy and they want to do the right thing by the business. More so, generally generally speaking, again, than, than Western type staff. Uh, now, although I think you should still have those same attitudes and mentalities to Western staff, i.e. caring about their family and things like that, I've just found that was a significant difference and almost a key that unlocked us getting a lot more success is really caring about them and, and looking after their family environment. Now, 
you said before, they don't need health cards, they don't need bonuses or paid holidays and stuff like that. But they're also not, sla it's not slave labor either. You know, we pay our VAs very, very well. We provide um, bonuses to our VAs and incentives. I often buy them things that, you know, like I had a team member that wanted to go and buy themselves a new computer to serve mm -hmm. as the business. Now we never asked for that, but I see that initiative and I see them wanting to do the right thing by us. And I'm like, hey, why don't we pay for that? Or why don't we pay for half of that? Because they haven't done it asking us for money. They've done it to make their job easy and to make their skills better yeah. for the company, which shows the dedication and commitment. Um, if yeah. you're online right now, like I'd love to know, like how many of you are currently utilizing outsourced staff, whether it be that you're hiring someone for a project basis through Upwork or whether you've got a part-time or a full-time VA on board, like just comment in the chat and let me know, like are you currently utilizing uh, outsourced staff? There's a comment here from, uh, you've got a fan here, Christy Harper. She said, I'm so happy with the VA you have found me. Uh, what a blessing your skills are. Thank you. Uh, Kath Madelaide, I can imagine VA skills vary from country to country. Tell us what strengths and pros uh, most of these countries have. Great question. Uh, let's speak more so specifically, I guess, about the Philippines for now. We've, we've used a lot with Philippines. We've used a lot with India. I found personally with India, um, there's some really good skill sets there around tech and, and IT type of things. But that being said, we personally, I personally have not found a role that I haven't been able to find a Filipino staff member to fulfill. We were told years ago, you'll never get Filipinos to, to do sales calls and appointment setting. And I said, watch. And we now have a team of them that do an outstanding job at that. Client care functionality, payment processing, graphic design, um, you name it, they could do it. But May, like in your opinion, like what do you feel are the strengths of the VAs that you get a chance to work with and employ and, and place with other companies? A lot of things are coming to my mind in terms of, let's talk about Filipinos here. You know, Filipinos have that, that you know, first of all, they know they can speak better well. You know, they can speak the language, the English language better than most. So that's the key, one of the key ingredient in terms of, key ingredients in terms of having a good relationship with their clients. And, and because that's because of their exposure. To Westerners so they can talk to you they can be open to you and all that and another one too is their sense of um, depth of gratitude they're very loyal people okay? we are very loyal <laughs> like when you care for us you care for our family and if it's genuine we kind of like um, want to do things right by you you know even with you not looking and that's integrity you know, and that's one of the things that I really am proud of as a Filipino. And it, we're into another, the third thing is we're into that growth mindset. We want to be able to improve ourselves by dealing with clients who come from, you know, who are world um, class citizens who can teach us one thing or two about the world and be exposed more in terms of business and in and, and sharpening our skills. Yeah, it's interesting too because um, the Philippines was heavily heavily influenced by US for a long yeah. time, and so, somewhat in a positive way and somewhat in not so positive way. You know, there's a lot of stories around how badly Filipino staff were treated by um, you know, the, these US-based companies, and that's one thing I found as well is that there's a there's a strong alliance between Philippines and Australia because typically, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of Filipinos report how amazing it is to work 
within and for Australians. And, and, I, yeah. and I totally agree with what you say. Like, like my team, you know, we don't monitor pay slips uh, to timesheets. We don't do any of this screen grab or screen capturing of what it is. Most of my VAs have access to my Facebook account, to my Instagram account. They're in there every day posting on my behalf. They've got access to my credit cards, to my bank account details, yet there is never, never a question mark that I have whether or not they're doing the right thing by me. You know, now part of it is because of the recruitment process we have, but part of it is, is generally their nature. Now, in saying that, we have, we have made bad hires. You know, years ago, we made bad hires and we had VAs that ghosted us. They would be at work one day, the next day they'd be gone and you wouldn't be able to find them. Now, we haven't had that experience for a long time, but can you talk about like, what, if I was a business and I was wanting to attract or to hire a VA, what are some of the tasks or what are some of the things that you think would be suitable to pass on to a virtual team member? I would always say repetitive tasks and tasks that are going to be, um, you know, occurring daily. Those are the kind of tasks that you want to give to them so that they can, they don't get bored, they have something to do every day, they feel like they're really employed. And then you want to also give the tasks that are, that are things that you don't like doing, you know, like things that are probably not your strengths so that you can go ahead and uh, brainstorm with the brilliant minds of virtual assistants and, um, you know, know some more ideas on how you can improve your business. So yeah. just like social media management, content marketing, and even technical side of it, like website development and, uh, even project management. If you have a team of VAs, then you want to go for somebody who has managerial experience, right? And then you can also tap into their skills, their talents in terms of appointment setting, um, soft skills, hard skills. Like they can call your clients, chase for bills, unpaid. A lot of amazing things that they can do for you. Yeah, as, as I shared before, like we personally haven't found a limitation of what um, VAs are able to do for our company. And and even to the point you mentioned before, like we have a number of VAs that are managing external teams for us, managing external contractors in marketing and so forth, managed by a, a virtual team member. So there's huge amounts of benefits from there. Let's talk about, um, what I want to talk about, I look back at the past and I think that there's many times that we failed hiring virtual teams. And I used to think that it was because they were, they were bad hires. Now, I've, I've realized since that I, I think many of them were good hires, but we, we were bad leaders. We were bad managers. And so we didn't onboard them properly. We didn't train them properly. We didn't get them up and running properly, which meant they looked like bad hires, but the reality was it was us as business owners that weren't taking the responsibility. What are some things that people could put in place? Um, and, and, I, and I guess this wouldn't just apply with VAs, but if they're looking to bring somebody on board to ensure that they can get the most out of them and can really make them a good cultural fit. Um, they need to really put in place um, a, a huge plan, a, a plan that's concrete in terms of training them, number one. Number two, like their guidance. What is their form of communication with you? How do you engage them? And how do you recognize their contributions to what you're doing? So if they're, they're kind of just lost there, not knowing what to do, they're going to be gone. You know, they're not going to be motivated to work with you. And... Uh, you're going to have to really train them up in a month or two or three. I remember when I was joining with the Game Changers, I know it's kind of messy at the beginning, but every day you guys were with us, you know, like training us up 
and then letting us become aware of the mission and vision of the company and we get to align ourselves in that mission and vision so that all of the other things that we're doing all of the tasks that are being delegated to us or projects that we need to think of whether that's quarterly or annually will be aligned to those values and to those to that core mission and vision of the company yeah that's very important yeah yeah it's funny because it's often a complaint we hear a lot from business owners is that they can't they can't find good staff. And we're not just talking virtual staff here. We're talking staff in general. I can't find good staff. My staff can't do what I can do. They're unreliable. Their worth ethics not there. Like like complain, complain, complain. And to be honest, staff is not something we've had an issue with for a long time as a company. And something we see that our more senior members stop having issues with as well, because you know hiring staff is no different than putting out a marketing campaign. The same kind of principles apply, and, and we go through that in depth in my book, The Path to Freedom. You know, we start off with vision, mission, values. Without that fundamental foundation, like how can you hire a staff member? You know, most companies hire people based on skill set rather than rather than a values fit. Whereas skill set is yeah. something to train someone on. You know, values are something they've grown up with. And so hiring someone who's a good values fit that we can then train the right skill sets on is far more beneficial for the company than hiring someone with a great skill set and a poor values fit. Yeah. You know, in here, we, we go through our, our actual hiring process for how we hire all staff, whether they're virtual assistants or local staff members. Um, even, I think we've got some downloads that include the scripts that we have for interview process because it's just a system. Like once you get this right, you can do it again and again and again and again and again. Um, you're getting a bunch of love come through. I can see a heap of comments. It's like people that uh, you've placed VAs for. There's money from Vanessa. I don't know how I live without my VA and 100% agree with what you're sharing before um, around their worth ethic and so forth. Uh, Jade Scott said, brilliant, May. Um, Tim from Brisbane, a big issue is how involved would I be in training my new hire? But I also don't want to leave them helpless. And what if someone breaks lol? How do you resolve this? So there's a couple of questions there. Uh, thanks for your question, Tim. And anyone else watching tonight uh, from anywhere in the world on the replay live stream, uh, please put in your comment and we'll answer them uh, below as well, put in your question. So it's going to be, uh, how involved would I be in my new hire? First question, I guess. How involved would I be in my new hire? Let's say you've hired somebody and they're starting mm -hmm. today. How involved should I be as the business owner in them coming on board? Well, if it is your first time to hire a remote worker, you must be involved 100%, you know? So unless you have a manager working yeah. side by side with you who is going to be able to take over and do the training, then go ahead and delegate that to that person. It's very important. I was able to encounter a client not being satisfied with the virtual assistant. And when I did the root cause analysis, you know, through my sessions with a VA, the VA is kind of confused whether to report to the CEO or to the assistant. And that's very important, you know, for you to be able to identify the sense of direction that you have put in place for your VA. Yeah. So go ahead and um, be 100% involved. He is going to be doing the task that you were supposed to be, you were doing before, because yeah. I think you're going to have to clone yourself to that person. So be might as well, you know, involve a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and to add to that to um, chapter five, we talk about organizational chart, which is important to have a clear line of accountability, right? Within an organization. Now, uh, I guess something that, that you do very, very well is if it is their first VA hire, is you actually work with the business owner and work with the VA to create that relationship dynamic from the get-go to ensure that it's a success. 
Now, if it's not their first buy, you're less involved in that, but it's still very important that that dynamic gets done right. Now, that being said, we teach a process, and it's the process we teach in the book as well, Tim, is that you as a business owner shouldn't be the one that systemizes your business. You're the worst person to do that. Number one, it's not the best use of your time. And number two, you'll either overcomplicate creating the systems and processes, or you'll make them far too easy and miss things out because you do so much uh, unconsciously in your day-to-day role. So we teach the process here of how to hire staff. And then when you get them set up, all you really need to do is onboard them effectively into the vision, mission, and values of the company, set up meeting cadence around how often you're gonna meet and the topics to discuss during the meeting, which we also give the framework around this as well. But then from there, it's a matter of actually allowing the VAs to kind of sink or swim. And that's all staff members. If you've done the right job in hiring, if you've done, if you've done the right job in hiring the right staff member, it's important to allow them some, some space to, uh, as you spoke about here, some space to kind of break or to grow. Because it's often through our breakdowns that we have breakthroughs. And if we're, if we're, if we're micromanaging staff, VAs or normal staff, number one, why do we even hire them? Like it's gonna cost us more time and it's gonna cost us more money to micromanage them. And number two, you're not actually conditioning them in the get-go to be able to resourcefully operate in their role. So part of it is onboard them properly into the vision, mission values, set the guidelines and standards and the cadence of when you're gonna meet and then step the hell out of the way. You know, teach them how to do something, record it on Loom or screen share software or something, let them go and build the system for it. But use the system for writing system framework that we speak about um, in the Path to Freedom book as well. So um, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, some feedback here from Tom Cross to answer the question, uh, what your VA does. At the moment, uh, yeah, Tom's another one of your clients, mate. Uh, at the moment, data entry, CRM management and general admin. Uh, we've been uh, talking about getting him to do a lot more than that in the future. You know, that's the important thing to start with as well is it's like when you hire a staff member, I remember for me, I used to think that VAs were like superhuman. I was like, I can hire one VA and they can do everything in my business. They can reconcile my accounts, check my emails, do sales calls, do content marketing, do data entry. There's this false perception, I certainly had it, that they can do everything. Yeah, because you're going to leave us to figure things out and we're going to be rock stars. But but that was why we failed so much. You know, now it's like bring them in task them on doing the most critical thing that's going to save you the most amount of time or make you the most amount of money, right? Either or, or both. Get them experts at that and then give them something else and something else and something else. The hardest thing in the beginning is them actually getting used to how you communicate and used to them delivering a result that's what you expect as a business owner because there's a communication issue there. Once you've given them one or two things and they take on board what you say and they deliver the result that you expect, it's very easy to go on scale that up and give them more tasks and more things to do. And as you said before, mate, like they're very resourceful to train themselves up as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, what's the most fulfilling thing you find about your role? Did you say fulfilling? Yeah. Um, you know, like what I said, um, you know, I was an operations manager for a lot of people. But uh, um, it was very stressful, right? But what's good is when, when I transitioned to becoming a freelancer or a virtual assistant for the game changers, I was the same thing. And I realized, you know, before when I used to think about leadership, it's in just four corners of my office or at my company. And now when I joined you, 
I was amazed by how much reach I can do globally around the world. You know, I can talk to you while you're in Australia. I can talk to any Filipino VAs and coach them and mentor them and see a lot of changes in them professionally and in their lives, even in their personal lives. So that's what's fulfilling about my role um, in Alchemy and the Game Changer. Yeah. What's the, um, what's the worst experience you've had as a VA? <laughs> you don't have to use names, or you can. What's the worst, worst? experience? Yeah. What, is that in the superlative form or comparative form? <laughs> Did you say worst? Yeah, worst. Okay. Like the most worst. horrible, the worst experience you've had. Okay. Confession, right. of so, a VA. Confession of a VA. <laughs> Confession of a VA. Um, I think it's just... Um, <laughs> dealing, dealing with, um, like, emotions, I think. Because, you know, that's, that's one of my, my opportunities, you know, areas for improvement, um, should I say. And... Um, I would always like look at it like when I was dealing with Canadians before or Americans and all that and I would compare it to dealing with Australians. Then I look at them and then I always just think about how I'm guided by my principles and all that. And uh, you know, I always just instinctively think, you know, I just need to be outspoken. I don't care if you're white or black or whatever. So I think one of the worst experiences that I, I experienced was, you know, um, dealing with emotions when something, you know, not right or something that I didn't like mm. would come about and how would I express my feelings about it? Because if I bottle it up and not talk about it, I would feel worse. I'm, I'm not going to be at my best. So that's one of the things. And, and, and I always teach this to all the virtual assistants, you know, like if you're feeling not right about something, why, why don't you talk about it? <laughs> why are you telling it to me? So I teach them, I really push them to like, okay, this is how you're going to talk to your client. So yeah, that's, that's one of those things. <laughs> was, that, was that difficult for you to, to learn how to express like vulnerably to your, you know, boss, employer? Um, it's not supposed to be, but I think um, Filipinos were born um, and were taught to, you know, when they're in school, they would just go ahead and um, say yes or no to their to their teachers. Not really kind of like, you know, like in the first world country, you're really going to be told to raise your hand and say something and ask questions, you know? And that's the difference. So uh, I'm very lucky, very fortunate that I came from a Chinese school where it's so competitive. Every year of my life, it's, I'm achieving great things because, you know, we were taught to be outspoken. I had, um, I had classmates or Australians or, or Americans or Indians, and I was exposed at the very young age. So the lack of exposure is what's making them not talk. And if they, they find some sort of comfort or some advice from me and say something like, hey, and, and they listen to stories coming from me on how it panned out, how it, it happened, and how I did it, I give them some sort of strength and uh, ability that, hey, you can do it too. If I did it, you can be able to do it. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Thanks for sharing. Um, we had a question here from Tim from Manila. And if you're joining us live, uh, please hit the love button. Let us know that you're there. And feel free to put any questions you've got for myself or May uh, during this live stream as well. 
so Tim from Manila, May and Barry, please tell us the best VA plus client success success story that you know. May, what's the best VA success story you've got? My story. <laughs> My best VA story. No, I'm talking about, let's talk about the VAs that I have. You know, there are VAs that I help through, um, like they couldn't even talk well or speak well. But then when I interview them and I see that their values are actually aligned with my personal core values or, um, you know, the basic values like integrity and then they, the willingness to learn is there. I really take my time in, you know, giving them free sessions and how they can improve on, on nailing that interview because that's the important thing that you want to have to, they need to talk to the client during the interviews. And then um, best story is um, several times I was able to do it, two, three sessions, four sessions, and they were able to get it. They were able to get through, you know, and they're really thankful about that because now they can become, uh, they're, they're a virtual assistant who can be able to take care of their parents who are actually suffering from cancer, you know, and, and they're very thankful of their client because they're treated so nicely um, that they're always appreciative of their efforts of what they're doing. And when I hear stories like that, it just gives me goosebumps that I was, at least I was able to help a little bit and, and the clients are so happy about it. And the clients are saying, my mornings are better. Why didn't I do it before? And all that. And until now, I'm just, I'm just shocked that VAs are actually sharing those stories to me and it's life-changing for yeah. them. I, I, I never forget, so I flew over to the Philippines um, December 2018. That's um, I, I was just one there. month old, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, just after Christmas time to spend New Year's and um, flew all you guys in, the team, uh, into Davao. And I'll never forget, um, I had a conversation with Pat, one of our VAs who's been with us for about four years, maybe yeah. longer now. You know, Pat joined us in client care, very shy, very quite withdrawn, didn't have a lot of skill sets outside of, of some that we hired her for at that particular time. And we moved forward and found that she wasn't the best fit for the client care role, although she was doing it. Pat now is one of the most valued assets we have in the company. She is phenomenal in terms of her skill set when it comes to web development. She does a lot of member portal stuff, like a whole bunch of things. But I remember that trip, she, she sat around and shared with me that she grew up. So we went and um, bought a bunch of food and took it to a local school and donated it to kids and to parents that um, are less fortunate than us, which was something we did, uh, a charity thing over there. I remember Pat shared with us, she was crying doing it. And she's like, this means so much to me. Like I used to be that child growing up. People would come here and deliver Jollibees is the, the food that we delivered. She's yeah. like, Barry, she's like, Barry, I grew up on nothing but rice and salt. Like I was brought up eating rice and salt as a meal. Right. And I was, I was getting teary hearing her share this. And she's like, because of you, I've just purchased a block of land to build my own home. Right. Yeah. She'd been with yeah. us for, for three years, three and a half years at that time. And through working with the game changers, she'd purchased a block of land. And from the get go, when she joined us, she always wanted to kind of be off the grid and out of the system. And mm -hmm. to watch her grow and evolve and come into herself to do that is amazing. And only last week, my EA, uh, Trisha, who does all my executive assistant stuff, she's also does appointment setting for us. Um, she moved into her new house and she's actually bought a house with a partner, like it's their first own home together. 
And she said the same thing, like this wouldn't be possible without employment with, with the game changers. And I guess for me, that has so much meaning to see that, that, that these amazing human beings, these amazing people that have had these less fortunate backgrounds than so many of us have over here in the Western world through employment and doing an outstanding job has been, been able to, you know, buy a house for themselves or buy blocks of land, you know, buy cars for their parents. And it's not because we pay them huge, huge, huge amounts of money. Like sure we pay above the award wages, but it's just because of the, the, the significant currency difference between Australia and the Philippines as well. Yeah. And, and when they used to work in the office before in the corporate setup, they, they were earning less because of so huge taxes they were actually being deducted some contributions you know they have like a basic salary that's high but then they also you know the expenses also come to play in terms of travel Barry you know like um, or you know like when you treat your friends for example for me you know like for me when I used to work as a manager I would treat a lot of people and that's already out of the equation and that means savings for me yeah 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 it, it's, it's an incredible opportunity um so tell me like what do you see happening uh in the virtual space and businesses moving forwards based on obviously going through this recent COVID thing and opening up a lot more opportunities um i know that a lot of bpos in the philippines weren't yes. able to operate had to shut down like, what do you see is going to be a transition now from what we've just been through? Or what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I just spoke with um, two of my friends last night on Zoom for an hour and a half. And uh, they came from Wells Fargo Bank. So um, and what I see happening right now is a lot of people are dying to have this virtual kind of job. And it's because yeah. they're afraid uh, that there's no vaccine yet. So a lot of them will be exposed out there. And there's not even like mode of transportation. If they don't have a car, then they're gonna have to walk, you know? So there's a lot of obstacles that they're facing right now. And they wanna go ahead and ask the same questions to me on a weekly basis, I would always get inquiries, like how to be like you, how to transition from an office work to freelancing or how to become a virtual assistant. And now it's actually these talents are now available to yes. all Australians, yeah. <laughs> all Australians, all Australians. Americans, like all, no? all businesses mm -hmm. around the world have got access to incredible talent. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's what's exciting about it. And as as long as they understand what it takes, you know, because it's not a walk in the park. When I started, I think, okay, I'm exposed to a lot of skills, I know what to do, but it's not a walk in the park. You know, you're gonna have to be really resourceful. And then you're going to have to do something even when no one is looking and your resilience, you know, will be tested. So I always talk to them about these things that I've experienced and how do they set themselves up for success is very critical. And yeah. they need to find the right match of client, you know, that they're going to be working with. I'm really fortunate, you know, that Trisha, Trisha, you're one of your beings, my friend, and I was highly recommended for them. They're struggling. They're struggling to look for an ideal client. I'm lucky I found my ideal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess that's the thing, like, like if you're a business owner, entrepreneur right now, you know, maybe you're a sole trader, maybe you have a team, maybe you've tried virtual assistants in the past, or maybe you haven't tried them yet. Um, personally, I reckon I highly recommend it as a, as a proven and profitable strategy to grow your business because 
you know, they can do a lot of the tasks that are repeatable. They can do a lot of the tasks that, you know, maybe you've tried, find it hard to find the exact right skill set locally. Um, and saying that though too, you know, because of that exchange difference and the, the rate of pay, you get them at a fraction of the cost of what you'd pay maybe a local staff. And you get someone that's more hardworking, more committed, uh, nine times out of 10, an amazing culture fit as well, if you do your due diligence right. But I just think it's a very, very powerful way to grow your business because as a business owner, you know, especially earlier stages where we're doing the cleaning and we're doing, you know, the, the bookkeeping and the accountancy and the marketing and the sales and, you know, we're doing the delivery of the product and thing. We're doing all these different things. But the reality is, is often we do it because it's like, A, we think that no one else can do it as good as, as, as us or B, because we can't afford to hire somebody else. Yet there's all these different tasks that bring in a different uh, return on investment. And if sales or delivering the thing or installing the thing is where you make your money, why would you be investing your time doing bookkeeping? Or why would you be investing your time following up quotes or chasing debtors? You know, a lot of business owners have a huge amount of money owing to them in debtors. Yet for the cost of, you know, a couple of thousand dollars a month, they could hire a full-time VA to chase debtors up to keep them, you know, to keep them at a suitable level to, you know, follow up lost opportunities or new quotes. So I just think that it's an amazing opportunity, as you mentioned before, that there's more talent available now than ever before and incredible talent that have worked in high-level positions. Like, mate, you know, you ran a team of 200. That's a super yes. high-level position to then have you frontlining for Alchemy Outsourcing, like hiring VAs and placing VAs is, is phenomenal. Um, yeah, so Tim said again, uh, for Barry and mate, What's the, what's the prospects for Alchemy outsourcing ahead, expanding overseas? Uh, what Southeast Asia countries in the radar? I heard many in Indonesia willing to train. Uh, I'm wondering, Tim, whether you're asking like in terms of expanding talent pool or expanding in terms of client, like currently outsourcing, um, Alchemy outsourcing services clients all around the world. And particularly for this point in time, we've just focused on Filipino staff purely because there is just so many amazing staff there and we know the culture so well what would, what would you share mate they just say um what can i share about the talents of filipinos well yeah tim tim's question so what's the prospects for expanding overseas um you know is there any southeast asia countries on the radar i heard many in indonesia be willing to train as well yeah, you can um, source, you know, people from India or even in any country at all globally. But, you know, I, I'm just really particular with helping my Filipino community, you know, have some sort of stable jobs and all that. And, and, and because of the pool of talents and their exposure and their experiences, you know, they need to put that into good use, you know, in improving a lot of businesses medium businesses, small businesses are just helping a client get through the day without working 15 hours a day. Um, that's our focus, how can we outsource? Yeah, and the Philippines is probably a little bit ahead of most other countries in terms of outsourcing mm -hmm. and um, the, the, the amount of time that they've been involved in this type of work uh, means a little bit ahead in terms of training, in terms of knowing how to do things the right way. Um, I, I know many people that have outsourced in, to Indonesia, to India as well, with a lot of success. But as May said too, like she's super passionate about 
um, her fellow Filipinos, and there's certainly plenty there that um, would still benefit from finding an amazing job. So what I'd love to know is if you've enjoyed this episode, hit the like button and also comment, like what was the number one takeaway for you uh, from today's episode? May like if someone wants to get in connect connection with you, maybe have a conversation around um, outsourcing, maybe they're unsure, maybe even look to hire somebody. What's the best way to get in contact with you? Is it through alchemyoutsourcing.com website? Yeah, they can connect to me via Facebook or they can send me an email at hello at alchemyoutsourcing.com. You know, I will talk to Lily or, you know, send me an email or a message on Facebook. It's actually going to be easier because I'm going to be able to reach out to you immediately. Give you a phone call <laughs> like I always do and then start from there. Fantastic. So I'll get Rafi to uh, put a link in the comments as well. Uh, if you'd like to get started date with the latest of the Freedom Series live stream uh, episodes, please click on the link that we put in the comments below. Uh, sign up so we can send you upcoming guests and also let you be the first to uh, get your copy of my new book, The Path to Freedom, where we speak about all things building a business that's profitable, purpose-driven, and can work without the business owner. Uh, May, thank you so much for your time this evening. You're very welcome. I'm glad I'm able to share my thoughts around the questions that you asked my way. Yeah. And thank you to each and every one of you guys that have spent your evenings or your days with us uh, as well. Look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Game Changers podcast. Uh, there's a couple of things I'd love you to do to help us and help yourself to spread the message further. Uh, make sure that you like the Game Changers on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, please subscribe by clicking the link below to ensure that you keep up to date with the weekly episodes we uh, share here at the Game Changers podcast with amazing entrepreneurs and business owners around the world. And of course, like if you're in a position where you may be overwhelmed with business or looking for a way to grow faster and more effectively, and you realize that the key to success is being surrounded by amazing people who have been there and done that before, I'd like to invite you to apply to have a game plan session one-on-one -on -one with one of my team here at The Game Changers. There's no cost. If you get through, uh, all that we ask is that you are doing a minimum of $250,000 per year to really be able to utilize the strategies and the tactics and the mindset shifts that we share with you, uh, that you're coachable, that you're a decent person and you're, you know, you're willing to take on board some advice. If not, that's totally cool. Uh, but I know for me, I wouldn't be where I am right now without the support of so many mentors and coaches and resources along the way. And I'd like to pay that forward and give back to you the opportunity to work with uh, us one-on-one -on -one for free to put together a customized game plan. And the reason we're doing this is a couple of things. Number one is that sometimes it's just the smallest thing that can make the biggest difference. And uh, I think that entrepreneurs and business owners have the opportunity to change the world. And if we can maybe help you to, to make the smallest shift to change your life and your world, uh, you're changing ours in return. The second thing is that we are always looking for amazing clients to work with and to welcome into and invite into the Game Changers community. And so if at the end of the call, you do feel that there's a huge amount of value there, uh, that we fit, feel that there's a great value fit there, we can have a conversation about working together. But uh, this game plan call, there's absolutely no obligations to work with whatsoever. Allow us to help you with uh, the years and years and years of, of knowledge that we have in growing and scaling great companies. Companies. And uh, I think that uh, business owners are the future of the world. If there's a way that we can help you to create a better business, more profit, more fulfillment, more fun, I would love the opportunity to do that now. So click the link below, book your game plan session, make sure you follow us on social and start to date with the latest episodes of the Game Changers podcast. My name's Barry William McGinnity. Thank you so much for your support and look forward to seeing the next one. Bye for now.